This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. Preschool scarding is the biggest misconception with new puppy owners, and I'm here to debunk some resource guarding myths and teach you how to manage and handle your puppy who resource guards. So let's get started with the episode with what resource guarding actually is. Resource guarding is your puppy's fear of getting things removed. It really is as simple as that, even though it is quite a scary and big behavior to deal with. All it is is your puppy's fear of getting things removed and then not wanting to get things taken off them. Puppy who show resource guarding from a very young age is because of a multitude of reasons, but the most common one is you've given your puppy a reasons to resource guard because you removed things from them when they've not wanted to. No dog likes getting things removed, and the majority of owners will ignore the subtle and silent signs which leads to a dog to growl, which some owners will listen to, but if you don't, the dog realises that they need to growl every time you're near them to make sure you don't remove them or because you ignored the signs of the growling and the warning signs of that if you continue to take things off them even though they're warning you and growling they'll feel the need to stop warning you and go straight for the bite because all they're trying to do is say no I actually don't want you to take things off me And so the best way for them to stop that is to test what stops you from taking things off them. And when they realise that biting stops that, which the majority of owners listen to, and rightly so, because bites really hurt, but because you've ignored all your puppy's warning signs, they'll start biting without any warning and they'll just continue to bite. Or when you get in the room or near them, they'll start growling, snarling and getting prepared to bite and this just ensures for them that okay if I do this then it stops and then over time if you continue to take things off them or if you don't nip it in the bud straight away with a professional it will get worse and it will get become a habitual behavior because it just keeps getting repeated over and over and over again So let's start debunking some myths and asking some popular questions that I've been asked and what the majority of new puppy owners ask me. The first one is, is it unnatural? And that is no. Resource guarding is very normal and all dogs have a level of possession. Just some show it a bit more than others or feel the need to show it more than others because they've had things taken off them. Tiggy resource guards, but she won't bite unless you really push her. However, she will avoid you, which is a level of resource guarding. She's removing herself and the object she has in order to prevent it getting taken off her. And that really is all it is. If I can continue to ignore these signs, though, her warning signs will escalate or she'll stop doing them altogether and she'll just go for a bite or a growl or a snap or whatever it is to try and stop me getting things off off her now with a dog like tiggy she's not that strong genetically and mentally she's quite sensitive so she won't really be a dog to bite however every dog can get pushed and get over threshold and feel the need to bite 
But with her and with our relationship, it's very unlikely that if I take things off her, she's going to bite me or give me any warning signs. She won't like it. She won't like it at all. But it's something that I'm aware of and I know her signs. So if she does show me that it's like, no, I don't want this taken off me, I'm not going to do it. However, if it's an emergency, I can very easily get things taken off her. But if any of my clients or anyone knows Tiggy or has seen Tiggy, you know she's an absolute sweetheart. So when you say, ask me, is it unnatural? No, it's not unnatural. It, it, it's very, very natural. Now, with a much stronger and genetically confident dog with natural possession, like a protection dog, the window of warning be much smaller and they will be confident enough to bite you much quicker if you try to take things off them. It's genetics, it's their instincts. And episode one of the podcast, which talks about is there such thing as a perfect puppy, talks about finding the perfect puppy for you. Well, it's the genetic trait like resource guarding, which is why some breeds aren't suitable for certain lifestyles and families, and especially inexperienced handlers and families as well. Now, the next common one is, is it genetic? Or, in more common words, will they outgrow it and is it trainable? Now, this is a very broad question and I'm going to give you a very open-ended question. And that is, it truly depends. Genetically, a golden retriever and a Labrador are not big resource guarders. They don't like confrontation and usually not bred into them to resource guard. Again, they have that natural possession of wanting things but they don't really like the confrontation. Because of their temperament, people tend to take everything off them, including kids. They're a really lovely family and even first time owner, depending on the genetics. For example, I wouldn't recommend a working line Labrador, but for first time families, a show lab or a golden retrieve or even some working line, lines of both these breeds they are really brilliant for families but because people think of the breed and they think perfect family pets that they the dog should be able to put up with getting everything taken off them and they don't have to worry well these two breeds are probably the main ones that bite children the most because people don't train their dog to be okay getting things taken off them now again you know that's a very fine line you can't really train that you just the dog learns to be okay and again in those emergency situations but people don't train their dog to build that relationship up with them so in an emergency they're able to take it off them and they also don't respect the dog individually to realize that no dog likes getting things taken off them and inexperienced owners who tend to go for these breeds are not aware of the very subtle signs that the dog has been giving them before they've decided to bite. So when you next think, oh my God, my resource guarder has given no warning signs, they have, you've just not realized it. And a very subtle sign can literally be a look. Just a dog looking at you with the corner of their eye and you may not even be realizing that's happening. A dog going stiff, a dog stopping eating whatever they've got that is a warning sign and if you're not aware of that it will escalate because all the dog thinks is you're ignoring me so I have to go to the next stage of whatever the warning signs are 
In this scenario of Labradors and Golden Retrievers, this isn't a genetic problem per se, unless the dogs themselves are not bred well and have genetic nerve. So because resource guarding is a fear-based behavior. So if your dog has severe genetic nerve, they're gonna resource guard more. At the same time, they also don't like confrontation. So it really depends to dog to dog. But it still is a severe behavior problem if you don't know how to control and manage it. And it can take a long time if the relationship between the dog and owner is damaged, unfortunately. But let's flip the coin and talk about the other side of genetics. Multiple owners I go and see and train with all have protection dogs typically Belgian Malinois and German Shepherds, but you can also have some Rottweilers, Dobermans, and other protection guarding breeds. Well, genetically, some will want to kill you if you attempt to take something off them. These dogs need a lot of management and a lot of relationship building, and a handler who truly understands them and the temperament that they've got, because if they put a foot wrong with the dog, they could end up with a severe injury. If a puppy naturally resource guards, your puppy and eventually dog will never be okay getting things taken off them. Tiki won't bite, but she doesn't certainly doesn't like it. And I respect that. But you can learn to manage it, control them around different things and build a strong enough relationship that again, in an emergency situation where the dog has stolen something that is harmful or they're not allowed, you will be able to take it off them. But this takes a long time and should not be rushed. If your puppy is showing these signs, you should contact a professional immediately. Being a behaviorist or a trainer or whatever it may be, you should contact someone who understands these behaviors and traits. Now, the next one is, is my puppy aggressive? (laughs) No, for the average family pet, your puppy isn't aggressive. They're just extremely fearful of getting things taken off them and you've not known and had the knowledge to manage and control it. And that's totally okay. We all start somewhere. And I know when I started training Tiki properly, our relationship was very damaged because I was taking things off her. Now, she never went to bite me, but she certainly would avoid me. And that isn't good either. I think I probably would have preferred a bite. (laughs) But either way, we've resolved and fixed our relationship so she no longer you know avoids me when she has something if your puppy is biting however there is a name for certain for certain behaviors now this is definitely not across the board but it's called forward nerve so the dog lunges attempts to bite or snap and it's appearing to be confident and aggressive but it's actually because of nerve and you've also get backward nerve so maybe because of confrontation the dog is you know growling and you know with the tail tucked down but it's going away well a dog that's biting it's it's not confident but it's coming forward and that is called forward nerve because it is out of fear it can take a long time and hard work to build a puppy's confidence if they are um resource guarding and it is out of fear and not you know genetics and just like i'll piss off and don't take it off me um but it does take some hard work to build up the puppy's confidence build a solid relationship with them and especially if you've had some confrontations where you've attempted to take things off them 
and it's not ended too well, then it does take longer. But nothing is impossible. And as always, if in doubt, seek professional help. In fact, if your puppy is resource guarding, I really encourage you to seek professional help, even if you understand it. Just because it's such a sensitive subject when it comes to your dog that you really don't want to put a foot wrong because it can mess up a lot of hard work if something goes wrong. And the last question and... I guess myth maybe um, is how long does does it and will it take? And again, it really truly depends. For a new puppy owner who is not aware of what to do, it naturally takes longer. You don't have as much knowledge. It is your first puppy. You you know you've made a couple of mistakes, which is totally fine. The best thing you can do, and as always, seek professional help. That will make things go faster or rather it not necessarily faster but the results will be stronger over time and therefore it will be faster instead of you know getting to a certain age messing it up restarting and that will make the process go longer naturally the more management structure and relationship building exercises you do of course it will be faster But again, it really varies between dog to dog, puppy to puppy, and I can't really give you a clear answer on that. It also depends on where, when your puppy is showing these signs. For example, if you've had any quote-unquote arguments with your puppy during their fear period, this can take longer than, say, an quote-unquote argument at nine months old. But no argument or confrontation is good for any young puppy or dog. Well, now that we've, you know, answered the big questions, I want to dive into three steps that you can take into managing and eventually solving this resource guarding. Now, again, this is simply a podcast episode. It does not replace professional help in person with a trainer. And I highly recommend you seek out a professional if you are dealing with resource guarding. But until you find and see a professional, then here are three steps you can start taking. One, you need to manage your puppy and their environment. Ideally, it will be about popping your puppy in a crate every time you're not supervising them or interacting with your puppy. And it's called prison phase. This is what the term is called when your puppy is not just out and about roaming around when you are not interacting with them. And really, it's just limiting any self-rewarding behaviours such as destroying or chewing things, but also managing how much or the possibilities of your puppy taking something that they shouldn't have. We're trying to eliminate any possible need for confrontation, which will only happen if your puppy succeeds in taking something that they cannot have or that is possibly dangerous. We need to really try and eliminate any confrontation and prison phase is the best and sometimes the only way to do this the second step is start teaching a solid leave it and drop command if your puppy picks anything up you want to be able to give your drop command and for your puppy to drop whatever it is in their mouth if your puppy is in the position to go looking for things to steal if you are aware of it for example um you can see them going into the kitchen and you know there's say chicken on the side you want to give your puppy a solid leave command and they'll disengage with whatever it is they're looking at and come and engage with you 
The crate will ensure that no confrontation happens whilst you're teaching these two things. And lastly, the third step that you can take right away is start building your engagement. I have an entire podcast episode on building engagement, which is episode 10 called How to Start Training Your Puppy. But your relationship is going to be vital in helping you and your puppy to have a happy life and repair your relationship if you've been dealing with resource guarding for a while and had a couple of hiccups and confrontations whilst learning how to manage this behaviour. Now, a few things not to do whilst doing these three things. One, never take things off your puppy unless it is an emergency. You want your puppy to be aware that you are the giver and not the taker. The more you take, the more confrontation you have, the quicker you will drain your engagement bank account you have with your puppy. Number two, never correct your puppy for this behaviour. Your puppy has done nothing wrong. If you feel the need to correct your puppy, you've given them way too much freedom and that is your fault, not your puppy's. It's the exact same way with toilet training. If an accident happens, it is your fault. And as always, the main thing to always do is keep it fun. Do not just stress about and not have fun with this or any behavior. Resource guarding can be super stressful because it is a lot of confrontation and management. So try and have fun and enjoy your puppy. Your puppy is not broken or untrainable. You'll just need to apply more management techniques into your routine in order to successfully build a solid relationship with your puppy. So to recap all this is one, is it unnatural? No, it isn't. It's totally normal. Is it genetic and will my puppy grow out of it? No, your puppy won't grow out of it and it depends on the genetics of your puppy to say if it's genetic or not. Is my puppy aggressive? Not at all. Your puppy's just fearful of getting things taken off them and it, like I said, totally natural. How long will it take? Again, it really depends on your lifestyle, the breed of your puppy, the genetics of your puppy and your relationship with your puppy. The first three steps you can start taking are one, managing your puppy and their environment. Start to create your puppy whenever you are not supervising. Two, start teaching a solid leave and drop command. And three, build engagement and strengthen your relationship. And the things not to do throughout all of this are one, never take things off your puppy unless it is an emergency. And two, never correct your puppy. And as always, keep it fun, especially when it gets stressful. I really, really hope you've enjoyed this episode. I know I have. If you're dealing with resource guarding and want to understand and solve it, while also building a stronger relationship, then you're going to want to join the waiting list for my upcoming program. The link will be in the show notes below. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you next week. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard. For more tips and advice, follow Think Dog Academy on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.